Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Owner to Owner podcast. My name is Felicia Harris, and I will be your host this morning. Now, you already know, owning a company is complex. There are a zillion moving parts. And when you bring employees into the picture, things get even more complex. Whether you have one employee or 10,000 employees, it can be a challenge to keep it all running smoothly. And that's where everything HR comes in. We do one thing. HR. We're human capital experts. We're problem solvers. We make things simpler. And this complimentary podcast will provide you with the latest HR trends. Whether you do business in your home state or across the United States, you'll be able to call in and speak with HR professionals about the issues that keep you up at night. But more importantly, you'll hear best practices from other business owners that have been in your shoes. Now, If you have any questions for us, please email those questions to us at support at everythinghr.net. That's support at everythinghr.net. Now, today's program, I'm going to give you information on, it's going to be basically state-driven by the state of Michigan, and it's the Michigan's Going Pro Talent Development Fund. Now, I know a lot of you uh, that are listening, you may be new, and you may not know very much about our business. Well, there's three sectors to our business. I'll give you a little bit of an insight on me since I will be providing the information today. And basically, I am an award-winning HR professional and financial professional. I have 30 years experience uh, in the business as far as financial as well as human resources. I am an author of the book called Hire to Drive Business. And I truly believe that leadership really starts with the owner of the business. And knowing that, you have to create the the vision and seek opportunities for change and innovation within your organization. And so with that, I'll give you a little bit of information about each of our organizations because I am the principal owner of three organizations and give you a feel, and then I'm going to dive into the last one, which really has to do with our topic today. Um, Under Everything HR, we have uh, Everything HR Financial Services. The financial services industry uh, provides you with information as well as benefits that will secure you as the business owner and your employees and from risk. When I talk about risk from that standpoint, we're talking about we're able to provide wholesale insurance, be it group life, group medical, group disability, or even a business owner policy for yourself, employee protection liability insurance, which we did a show and talked about that a little bit earlier, um, which every employer should have if they have employees, as well as any small business retirement plans, be it 401K, 403B, SEP, or simple IRAs, or individual 401Ks. Um, We also provide non-qualified, highly compensated employee plans. So those, and it's not just for small businesses, it's also for medium businesses as well as large businesses. Um, The insurance carriers that we deal primarily with is the Hartford, Blue Cross Blue Shield, HAP, Um, Dearborn National. Um, We also have some of the the primary holders, which is our custodian, is Charles Schwab, along with we also do business with American Funds and Principal Financial as Fidelity, as well as some of the others in which you're familiar with. Now, that's the financial side of the business. The HR side of the business 
which most of you hear us talk about a lot, is that's where we either become the human resource department for some businesses and organizations, or we support their existing human resources department. Now, when I say we support, that means that this business or organization has figured out that it's much better for them to outsource a particular area of HR um, there instead of them actually holding that or doing that in-house. Um, most of the customers that we do have on the human resource side is small and mid-sized businesses um, because most small business owners recognize they want to take the time to focus on their product or service so that they will be able to you know, grow the business and not have to worry about the day-to-day -day human resource activities um, that the business may require. And in those cases, we literally become a strategic partner with that business owner. Where we're there, anything that has to do with um, the employee base of that business, we're there and we have a seat at the table and we openly discuss um, those issues, be it if they need, their, they need training or they need recruiting um, or disciplinary action needs to take place. We handle absolutely all of that for that particular business owner. Now, the third arm of it is Everything HR Talent Development Institute, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, under the Talent Development Institute, we uh, build training programs from the ground upward. And these training programs, if it's something that's in our wheelhouse, um, is something that we will also facilitate to as well. And over the past few years, we've been very active in the Michigan Going Pro Talent Development Fund, which used to be called the Skills Trade Training Fund um, there in the state of Michigan. And it was designed to provide employers with assistance with training and developing and retaining current and newly employed um, applicants. And so with this fund, the state of Michigan wants to make sure that all businesses, regardless of your size, regardless of your industry, and yes, nonprofits are included in this, that you're able to be competitive. The only thing that this training fund does require, it requires that the training must lead to a credential for a skill that is transferable and recognized by the industry in and of itself. And that's where everything HR Talent Development Institute come in. Um, we've been very instrumental, especially with our client base, in assisting them in applying for this. It's, it's a very competitive grant. You are competing against other businesses and nonprofits for this particular grant from the state of Michigan. Our business is very active in helping businesses create a uh, business plan um, for this particular grant. You have to put forth a case. This case has to lead to um, something that's going to make your business grow or your organization grow. It could be for something um, as mere as you need a new software for your particular company and that the employees need to be trained on that particular software. Obviously, we're in Michigan. We're an automotive state, so we have manufacturers, and not right now. Autonomous vehicles is a huge thing here. And so a number of employees will need to adapt or develop a skill set in order to actually be able to develop that product. And that's where the skills trade training fund come in. You can have to qualify, you can have as low as one or two employees and you still qualify for the fund, just as much as those that may have tens of thousands of employees qualify for the fund. Um, all they do ask is that you typically will have a very short-term uh, period in order to actually fulfill and obtain that training if you're awarded to grant. Um, there is a grant process um, in which you have to develop and give them a training plan, and that's where we assist our clients too as well. Obviously, since the, the root thing that we do do as the Talent Development Institute is that we actually will help you put together that training plan. And basically that training plan tells you what type of courses that the fund will accept. 
and what type of courses that you're, you are allowed to actually put on. We also will assist you in actually developing that program that will fit the qualifications for the Talent Development Institute. And that's something that we've been very active in this year. Um, as a business ourselves, we've been able to not only obtain a grant and be awarded grants ourselves for the past several years, but I've been able to actually put that in a strategic plan for myself, just the same as you're able to do. Um, it, I advise every single business, regardless of your size, um, to definitely apply for the grant. Um, as a strategic plan, obviously we're coming up to the fall portion of our year, and typically this is the time we start thinking about the next year. And what we want to do for the next year as far as our business and our growth plan for our business. And so having that and having that direction and then looking at what are the skill sets that's needed in our business in order for us to achieve this goal for the following year is very instrumental um, in planning for our future. And also it's something that you as a small business owner Knowing that um, obviously cash flow is not as readily, you know, involved, and it's not just for small businesses. Cash flow can be an issue for any business, regardless of your size. But particularly for small business owners that may not have all of the resources that their larger counterparts have, um, this is something that you can begin to utilize in order to try to set the, you know, even out the playing field against you and your competitors um, there at this point. And not only that, you can also utilize this, since this is something that has been written into our legislature, we know we're going to have this in the years to come. It's not going to be something that's stopping anytime soon. So we're able to actually take advantage of planning for this process and planning for this to be a part of our business plan and a part of our employee value proposition. We know today that recruits, as well as existing employees, they want training. They want to advance their skill set. And so when you're sitting down with that recruit or sitting down doing an, an employee evaluation with your current employee base, you should be talking to them about the skill sets, not only that they need for you going forward, but also if you have an employee that's on what we call a PIP, a performance improvement plan, Utilize this training fund in order to develop that in particular employee so that they may be able to excel in their position. And with that, obviously, you get the whole package of having an employee value proposition. Also, do know, some employers, especially smaller ones, may not be able to have a tuition assistance program. Um, but you can utilize this fund as being something that you can go ahead and say, hey, I can provide educational support based on this grant. Do know that this grant is not a given, so you should be able to explain that to them, but that you're able to apply for funds as long as this leads to a, a recognized credential um, for them to advance their professional career with your, within your organization. Next you'd definitely be able to provide a training program. A training program is something that everyone should actually have for their business and for each employee. Every time you sit down with an employee um, doing an annual review, you should be sitting down and talking to that employee, not just about their current uh, performance evaluations, but also about their future performance. And, the, and that future performance should line up with the direction that you're looking to take your company and organization in. For example, many small business owners do not have management training programs. This is your opportunity to develop individuals that you've placed in positions that have no formal training when it comes to management. We're able to put together a issue with putting together a training program that will be optimal for you to apply for the uh, Going Pro Talent Development Fund grant. Um, this particular, our particular management training programs, although they're 500, almost 600 hours 
of training within each of our programs um, that we do provide, you're able to start at a foundational level, which averages out to be about 40 to 60 hours um, total. So basically, you need to plan for that employee being away probably from the office an entire uh, week. We can, we, uh, we're able to work with you um, in scheduling um, too as well, and we offer them throughout the year coming up to the next uh, training program or the application period. Uh, for the next year. Now, the skills trades, skills trades, I'm used to calling it by the old name, obviously. The Going Pro Talent Development Fund um, obviously is designed to um, help you with the training, and it'll give you one year in order to complete that training. However, even though you have one year to complete that training, you would not be able to qualify for the next year until you've completed that training. And most of the applications come out the end of September, beginning October. So I typically will advise all of my client base to make certain that all of their training is completed no later than the beginning of September. So that gives us time to identify current training as well as complete all of the paperwork and have everything turned in so that you will be able to qualify for the following year. So giving you an example, for my company itself, um, we obtained a training uh, grant uh, for the 2019 uh, year. And we completed our training in June of 2019. So now we are eligible to receive the application to have applied for the 2020 grant now. If we had not completed our training program, we would, even though the state of Michigan allows us to complete the training program till December 31 of 2020, had we not completed that training program by, you know, October 1st and the application came out, we would not be eligible to apply for that 2020 year. Again, I'll say that again just to make sure it wasn't complicated. We, we were able to obtain a training grant for the 2019 year. The state of Michigan allows us to complete that training grant one year period, so it had to be done by December 31st, 2019. We completed ours in June, so that makes us eligible for the 2020 grant. However, had we not completed that grant um, or the training program until October, say, 1st of this 2019, we would not be eligible to actually apply for the 2020 grant. And so I know that can be a little bit complicated, but we cannot, and this grant period is only open for two weeks. So you have basically 14 days to complete your application and turn everything in. And so that's one of the reasons why we kind of partner um, with some of the other uh, counties. Every county in the state of Michigan right now is holding um, information workshops, and so I highly encourage you to um, go to one of those workshops. Um, also, the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council um, also holds workshops. Um, they're holding them starting September 9th every single Monday. Um, from there, you will find me there on Monday, so please join me. Go to mmsdc.org website um, and click on the events tab, and you will see the Going Pro Talent Fund workshop on there. In those workshops, we will actually be completing a application um, because we want to make it as simple as possible for you when you receive this application by email. Um, also, one of the other reasons why um, we're hosting these information sessions as well as each county is hosting them is because the actual application will come from the Michigan Works Agency. The Michigan Works Agency and their uh, business um, associate has to actually come 
and interview you at your place of business to certify that you are a business and basically conduct a fact-finding session there for you and assess the talent skills gaps that you're stating that you are having um, for this particular grant. And so there are a number of things that have to be done prior to um, you obtaining the application, and that is scheduling a site visit there with that Michigan Works Agency professional. And so again, I highly recommend um, that you go out to each of your counties, um, take a look at where the next program will be held for the workshop um, for your business, and that you actually apply for that uh, Michigan Works um, business associate to come out to your business to discuss the training program and do the fact-finding session there with you. And that kind of sets the ball rolling for you to actually obtain uh, the application to apply for the grant. Now, now that we've talked about that a little bit, I actually want to back up and dive into um, the type of programs that you are able um, to actually solicit or apply for. Do know that um, the programs must be short in term, and they must be programs, again, that actually lead to some type of credential there for your employees, and it's transferable. Um, the, because it is a grant, it's something that does not have to be paid back um, to the state of Michigan, um, then that basically means, yes, the employee can take the training, and yes, it is possible that that, that particular employee um, can leave your organization. That is probably the biggest difference in having your own uh, tuition assistance program, your own TAP, um, because obviously in your tuition assistance program, you're able to put stipulations on there. If you pay for training out of your own pocket, then that training can be utilized um, there for to you know retain that particular employee, or if that employee decides to leave, then they have to pay that training back. That is the biggest difference between going for the Going Pro Talent Fund versus your own internal tuition assistance program. Now. This training program, the Going Pro, has been out since 2014. And as I stated earlier, it has been written into our state legislature, and so we do not foresee it going away anytime soon. The amount in which um, you're able to apply for is $1,500 per employee, or if you establish a apprenticeship program, you're able to get $3,000 per employee. Now, when you're applying for the grant itself in the application, you actually have the opportunity to um, plan for new hires. Once you're doing your strategic plan and you know you're coming out with a new product or service or your business is expanding and you know that you're going to have new hires, you're able to actually include new hires in that training program, that application. And so you're able to you know, specify this, this is going to be a new employee and, and put in an approximate date. Do know every single month you're going to be responsible for uh, submitting any type of changes that take place within your training program. It could be an employee that you need to swap out or to add, um, but do know you will not be granted any more funds over and above that in which you were awarded. So say, for example, in my training program, I did put down that I was hiring one additional employee. And so when I did hire that one addition and had my current employees too as well, I had one employee that's no longer with us, and so I was able to uh, change my training program for my current employee base and then add two new employees to my training program. When I fill those two positions with the new employee, I put their names inside of there along with the training that that person would actually be receiving. And so basically, I kept the same amount of grant funds that were still available or granted to me, as well as it lined up with the same number of employees that were lined up to me. 
Now, also within that training program, you have the opportunity to actually change um, training providers. If for some reason the training provider that you originally had signed up for is not able to provide the training within the time frame that you are looking for, or if they do not have enough participants um, in that particular course to actually run that class, you have the opportunity to look for another provider um, that would fit your time frame and is running a particular class in order for you um, to obtain those, that training. So you can make those changes too as well. Do know that the state of Michigan looks at um, the amount of funds that you're willing to also invest. So going back to myself, the training in which I uh, had subscribed for or submitted for for this uh, 2019 application year, um, it actually cost $1,900 um, per course. And I only received $1,500 from the grant per course, per person. And so that led to me having what we called, you know, my vested interest, my skin in the game, so to speak. And so that um, per person amount went towards what I was investing into that particular employee as well as their wages. Because they were being paid to go through this training, my, their wages also counted as um, skin in the game for me as an organization too as well. And so when the, uh, whoever the committee is that actually review this, they actually want to see what investment you're willing to make in this program and in your employees too as well. And so you try to make sure that you meet that amount too um, as you're the amount that you're applying for. Um, a pretty good measure is, is try to make sure that whatever it is that you are contributing, it's at least half or a good 40, a good 40 to 50% or above um, what the amount that you're actually applying for. Now, there is a large number of courses and classes that they will not pay for. They will not pay for um, you know, straight professional development, meaning, you know, they will not look at customer service or look at, um, you know, writing skills or anything like that as standalone classes or courses. Um, so you have to be very careful to take a look at um, the trainings in which they will provide. Also as well, um, knowing that we do have the Everything HR Talent Development Institute, I cannot provide training to myself unless I have a very good reason as to why I cannot try find that training outside of our organization. And so I know that there are a number of individuals that always ask us, can I apply for this training and can we do our training ourselves? Um, the state would prefer that you have the outside provider um, provide that training for you. And if there is no provider, then that becomes part of your business case as to why there is not a provider. And so um, make sure you do your due diligence if that is something that you're going to select or going to say that this needs to be an internal uh, training provided by yourself. Um, as I stated, make sure that that is the case and make sure you put forth a business case that actually represents that too as well. All right. We're coming up to the halfway mark, and that went by really, really fast. And so just as I do with others, I will do a quick recap there for you. Um, I started out by telling everyone a little bit of background information on myself, that I am an award-winning HR and financial professional and the principal owner of Everything HR and Everything HR Financial Services and Everything HR Talent Development Institute. I am the author of Hire to Drive Business, which is a guide um, that really discusses the multi-generational workforce and our communication skills and how we communicate one with the other and what drives us um, from each organization. Um, pretty soon I will have a part two to that and won't go into it a little bit more because there's 
so many things from an HR standpoint that has changed, as well as I think it's a good time to kind of make sure that we line up how did we arrive here as an employer and the, the different offerings and benefits that we offer from traditionally the different uh, programs for, that employees actually did like or did have in the past. And it ex explains a lot of the employer-employee relationship that we have here today. And so how I'm going to squeeze that in, I'm going to squeeze it in. But do you know, um, I have over 30 years' experience in both fields, on the financial industry side as well as in human resources. I've been a VP all of, basically all of my adult life um, there, as well as I've managed uh, individuals all of my adult life. And so... I typically, if I'm doing a training, I tell individuals that I have been an employee, I've been a manager, and I've been the owner of the business. And so I try to tell them to make certain that they ask questions because I am quite sure that I'm able to at least provide some type of insight. And if I can't, I am one that loves to research everything. And so I can be able to provide them with insight on that, too, as well. Um, now, to go back um, to, I want to spend a little bit of time here and during this last segment on the strategic plan. And I'm going to start out the strategic plan um, simply by, you know, stating yes. Um, a lot of times, as, as being an HR professional with a, a financial background, when I'm looking at the strategic plan, I'm looking at it from both sides and both aspects. Also, when I'm looking or consulting for a client of ours, I'm looking at it from both aspects. And to give you a short story, I had a, a, a new business, and we were working with them, getting everything off set up for them to open, doing the necessary sourcing and everything for them. And as uh, my staff, uh, was going through and giving me the progress reports um, on everything for this particular client, it dawned on me to ask uh, this, you know, business owner um, about their expense level because I wanted to make sure that they actually understand the true cost of a new hire or an employee. And so I simply did the math, you know, regular 10 key calculator, and did the math for this particular business owner on the, um, the hourly wage that they wanted to pay this particular employee and multiplied that out by 2,080 hours, which represents a full year. And we took that number, and then I multiplied that number by um, 1.25. The average employer expense is going to run from 1.25 to 1.4. And so I went ahead and I took the lower end because I wanted to at least show her um, lower end of that. And then I asked her what was the price of her average service that she provided. And she gave me that number. And then we just looked at, you know, how much, how many of those services that she would have to provide in order to actually cover that one employee. Um, it was very eye-opening for that person because they did not recognize that. And so when I talk about strategic planning, I'm talking about comprehensive financial planning. I'm talking about, you know, hopefully most of you come up with the pricing of your product and or service based on what your expenses are. You know, that's the only way to make certain that, you know, we're profitable. I mean, we're, we're in business to be profitable. We're in business to not just provide a product and service, but definitely make money off of that product and service. And the only way that we're able to do that is by having competitive pricing. I'm not saying you have to price yourself out of the market, but your pricing should be competitive. And in your strategic planning, as you're looking at your, your products and your services and looking at what your goals are for the next year, you should be looking at your skill set. Can you afford to actually 
bump the wages off of this particular employee or any employee that you're looking to provide training to because ultimately that's really what we want to do. Ultimately, as the business grows, we want the employees to grow too as well, not just from a skill set, but also you want to reward them financially too as well. And so being able to look at that new product or look at that new service and, and, and be able, hopefully you've done the research on that product and or service and know that there is a true demand for it and that you're able to price that product or service in a way that it will yield fruit not just for the business but also for the employee too as well. And so when you're doing your strategic plan, um, at the very end, when you, you've completed all of your training and you're updating that plan, one of the questions that's going to ask you on there is, what is the wages of those employees at the end of the training? And what are the wages of those employees six months after the training? And so because they're looking to see, did that training actually make that employee more valuable to the, the company or organization to the point where that employee can be rewarded monetarily with an increase in their wages. And so keep that also in mind um, as you're looking at fulfilling or completing your training plan for this particular fund if you are rewarded. Now, with that being said, obviously, if, the, if six months have not passed since you completed your training, like for us, by the time that we completed our training program or our training plan, six months had not passed. So I was not able to record anything six months after the training because we just took the training in June. So um, in that case, it may remain the same. But afterwards, um, coming up for the next year, they like to do success stories, and they want you to write a success story about how has the training benefited you and your employee base, um, too, as well. And so those are awesome success stories to actually include inside of your plan um, there. So always keep that in mind as you're talking about the training program itself. To move along back to the employee value proposition, obviously, uh, being in an environment right now um, where unemployment is relatively low still, um, and so that can cause some recruiting challenges. Using this grant will allow you to actually be competitive in that particular market by being able to tell employees, hey, I'm able to actually improve your skill set because I've applied for this particular grant. I have room for you in the grant to develop you and enhance you. Every employee will like to know their future with the organization and where you see them at. But also you as an employer should want to know um, where do they see themselves. One of the questions that I frequently ask individuals is, what is it that you can do that I'm not aware of that you can do? And that gives that, that particular employee the opportunity to tell you about the skills that they have. Do understand, the employees are the ones that's doing the job. And so if they see, you know, different aspects of their position that they're able to improve on and actually do, then you should be willing to listen. And at that same time, if there's any employees that are out there listening, and I do know that we have those that are out there listen to the program too, you need to be open. You need to be open with your leadership about your skill set and where that stands. Um, and one of the training programs uh, that I do do is, is one of them is called, you know, creating trust. And trust, part of that trust is making yourself vulnerable and being open, open about your weaknesses just as well as you would be open about your strengths. And it's okay to say, I don't know how to do, but I am willing to learn. And that's where you as an employer have the responsibility of providing employees with the tools that they need to succeed. And that's where this Growing Pro Talent Fund can do just that. It can give employees the tools that they need to succeed 
in your organization. And so in that we're able to help you put together a training program that will do just that. Do know our training programs um, consist of those that are in the management field, um, there, whether they're from upper management, that entire C-suite, there to also middle managers and new managers. If you have individuals that are in a position of supervisor or manager and they're having some issues that, that you know exist there, you need to apply for this grant because those individuals need to have the formal training that they need to excel at that position. You should not go into the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year knowing that this employee has the sufficiency and you've not provided them with the tools to succeed. Nine times out of ten, it's that supervisor or a manager without not having that management skill set, most likely they're the ones that's causing you to have a high turnover. High turnover does, does not happen. There's a reason behind high turnover. And hopefully you're doing some exit interviews to actually gain the information from those that have decided to leave your business or your organization to give you more insight. Others of you already know without doing exit interviews that that particular supervisor or manager is the core problem of your turnover. And turnover hurts your bottom line just because you don't see it you don't recognize it or track it, does not mean that it does not exist, that it does not hurt your bottom line. That's one metric you should always utilize is your employee turnover metric so that you can actually see how much money that is actually costing you. And think about how much money you can actually save by putting that particular individual or individuals through a management program that would benefit them and your company by reducing the amount of turnover in return, guess what? You're saving money too as well. And so I urge you to take a look at our management program and we're able, as I stated, to design a program fit just for you that would qualify for this particular grant. Being a manufacturing state, we also have engineering an engineering program. Um, a number of you um, have different positions um, that's out there that you're a manufacturer. And so you have a number of different things that your employees need to be trained on. And so we have um, the ability to build a training program for you as well as the ability to actually facilitate that training program for you. And so same thing would apply to you as it does with the management side. Obviously, it's a wonderful time to be in the technology business. It's a wonderful time to be in the manufacturing business, knowing, too, that we're able to provide these skill sets there for you and work hand-in-hand. I mean, we literally sit down with you in all of our programs and actually go through a needs assessment to make sure that you know exactly what the underlying problem is. And when I say a needs assessment, what I basically mean is I sit down with the stakeholders and I talk with them and ask them, you know, what they think the problem is within the organization, and they tell me what type of training that they need. But I also stop and I take the time to, we may send out and do a survey um, to the employees within that particular group or department and kind of get their feel as to what they think the problem is. And sometimes without doing a survey, we may just interview those employees too as well. Because at the end of the day, we want to make certain that the training that you are receiving actually aligns with the problem that you are experiencing. And so because at the end of that training, we know you're looking for results. You're results-driven. I am definitely results-driven. And so 
in order for us to make sure that the training that you're asking for lines up with the problem that you're trying to solve, we go through this needs assessment um, there with you and we walk you through that process. And actually going through that process helps us help you put together a business uh, case to apply for the grant. And you would see that business case carried all the way through the entire grant process um, as we show. Again, this is where my financial background come in because I actually will try to line that up with numbers. How much, you know, more growth would your business have? How much revenue would this actually produce from having this? Or how much more competitive you'd be able to be inside of your, your particular industry? And so definitely um, I do include a lot of numbers. Um, will be in your business case, obviously, um, there, because like I said, finance is my background. I'm never very far away from it, regardless of what it is that we end up doing. Um, the next thing that I want to go back and touch on is the training programs. Again, knowing that you have the ability to create a multi-year training program that your employees can take a look at and understand that you have a plan for them to grow their skill set year after year after year goes a very long way. I saw a statistic not too long ago and actually stating what employees value more than the having a, a raise is training because they recognize if they have the training, then the income will automatically follow. And you know, as an employer, if you have a very skilled and talented employee, yes, you are willing to reward that employee because you see the value in that person. You see the value that they add to your organization, the value as a team player um, that they have. And one of the things that I start out stating in any training program in, this, in which we start, I start out telling individuals that the trainings in which we put together, they are designed. They're designed to make certain that it benefits not only you professionally, but it benefits you personally. And so it has a direct impact in every area of your life. One of the other things, even though communication is not something that's covered um, as a standalone class um, there by the grant, we do touch on communication in a bulk of our courses, regardless if you're taking an engineering course or a manufacturing course of some type. Um, definitely the management courses, they're included. We teach on active listening because I am a firm believer that most of us listen to respond instead of actively listening. I'll say that again. We, most of us listen to respond instead of actively listening. And what do I mean by that? I mean that most of us, if we're talking on the phone to someone, and I know a lot of us can, can attach to saying, oh, you go ahead, no, you go ahead, no, you go ahead, no, you go ahead right? We're really not allowing that person to get out all of their thoughts. So we're really not listening to them. We're listening just to catch, okay, this is the line of what they're going. I'm going to say this. Well, that's listening to respond. Active listening is giving that person the opportunity to actually speak and say absolutely everything that's on their mind without interruption. And that interruption means you're butting in, trying to get in what you want to say. That interruption means turning off cell phones. That interruption means not typing up emails, not any type of multitasking whatsoever. That individual has your full undivided attention. Now, that is active listening. And so we have a whole session on, on that. What is active listening? And that is something that you have to train yourself to do. 
You have to train yourself to actively listen. I know that I have to train myself. And there are times I have to tell myself, listen, Felicia, listen, 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 because I do know I, it's a very bad habit of even my own where I listen to respond. And I know it's because I feel like I have 50 million things going on at one time that I have to listen to respond. And so I tell them, nope, I make certain that I am going to actively listen. And if I happen to have a train of thought that I don't want to forget, I may just jot down a little note. If that person is in front of me, I will let that person know. I'm just taking notes because I don't want to lose my train of thought. So you might see me just jot down a little note, but I want to actively listen to you and hear from you and what it is that you have to say. And so... We go through a number of different exercises. Do understand that our trainings, our trainings are just not lecture-based. If you come to any of our trainings, you will not just be sitting there in your seat listening to someone talk. That's just not the way we do it, okay? There is a lot of application that is involved. You will hear us talk a little bit but then you're going to be actually doing it. You're going to actually work. So there's a lot of work. There's a lot of activities that is built inside of all of our trainings, regardless as to which program that you take a look at. All of our trainings are actually there uh, built in with activities inside of them. And there are designs for you to actually be able to go back to your workplace and implement all of those activities in which we actually did in class itself. Again, I'm going to say that again. Every single class in which you take with us is built around you having application, real live application of the information in which we've covered. So that means you will not just be sitting in your seat listening to someone just talk for eight hours or six hours or four hours. You will be working. There will be assignments that you will actually have um, inside of our training courses. If you're taking a management program, there is a management leadership plan that you will have to write out and put together for yourself that you must turn in. We'll work on that plan with you uh, inside and out and talk about your growth, talk about your weaknesses. Um, it is very much a, a entire program in which we learn to become very vulnerable. And again, as I stated earlier, Regardless of which training program that you select of ours, um, currently right now we have over 300 training programs that's already built out. I used to say we have over 200, but someone told me, no, you have now reached the 300 mark. So I went, yay, I can't believe that much time has passed and we've done that much. But, yes, we have so many training programs um, that you're able to take a look at either those we either have currently um, there that, that we call, you know, basically off the shelf, or you're able to take a look at our custom programs where we're able to build a training program for you from the ground upward and talk to you about that. And so um, I'm just finishing up training or coming to the end of a number of different training programs of everyone trying to get their trainings in um, there before the next application open period to the point where I was training six days a week, and that's a grueling schedule and was looking to have others out there training too as well as I was training. And so for me, the Going Pro Talent De Development Fund has not only enhanced me as an individual um, there and being able to actually take training courses, and yes, you business owners, you do qualify as an employee to take a business course to enhance your own skill set, 
So it's just not for the employees. You, too, can be involved um, in the training and list yourself as for the training in which you may need um, to actually grow the company um, itself. And so definitely take advantage of that, too, as well. Also, next, just to basically give you guys a little bit of briefing on if you would like to contact us, um, to have us assist you with putting together your uh, application and helping you build out a business case or helping you locate a course, feel free to contact me at everythinghr.net, and that should be support at everythinghr.net. And also give us a call at 586-461-1400. Again, the phone number which I can be reached is 586-461-1400. You also will be able to catch me at the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council starting September 9th every single Monday there where we will be actually walking through a sample application. And then I will be walking around the room assisting individuals with locating courses as well as putting together your business case. And so definitely go online, sign up for that, and I look to see you there. But also as well, if you're not sure whether or not your organization um, would actually be able to um, apply for this grant, reach out to us and let us know, and we'll walk you through it and, and double-check and see um, if you're able to apply, if you qualify for it or not. Um, and the next thing that I would highly recommend that you do is reach out to us and talk to us about, you know, what issues, how do you plan to grow your business for the next year, what things do you really need. I mean, look, we take a deep dive with you inside of your business. To kind of see where are the skills gaps that you have. How can you grow your current workforce? I mean, that's the big question for all of us as business owners from year to year. How can I grow my current workforce? How can I retain my current workforce? What things are needed um, to as well? Um, do understand that um, as you put together these business plans, in training uh, plans for the state of Michigan. Um, it's something that you're able to um, turn in within a two-week period, so there's a very fast turnaround, so you got a very short period of time to think about this. Um, if you don't do it now, you have to wait all the way till the next year in order to do it. Again, the amount that each employee, including you, the business owner, is $1,500 per employee, and if you decide that you want to establish a uh, apprenticeship, that is $3,000 per employee. And so you're able to build that in. You're able to include new employees. So if you figure you're going to have some new hires, definitely get those on the books for yourself too as well. Now, one of the things that typically happens when we all hear, oh, my God, this is a grant and I don't have to pay it back. Let me just shoot for the moon. I do not recommend that. I recommend that you actually apply for the funds that you actually need. And the reason for that is if you have funds that you turn in, you turn in prior to, uh, you don't utilize and you give those funds back, that counts against you the next year. So I'd much rather see you, you know, undershoot than overshoot, okay? You can always take whatever additional courses or classes that you may need and set that up for the following year. Don't try to get everything in one year um, because things have and we want to make sure that you utilize all of the funds that you received inside of that grant. Again, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. This is Felicia Harris, your host, and thank you for you know, listening to um, us regarding the Skills Trade Training Fund, um, the old name, and the new name is the Going Pro Talent Fund. 
and hopefully I will see you at one of the information sessions either held at one of the counties or held at the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council um, again. And so don't feel free to reach out to us at support at everythinghr.net, the support at everythinghr.net, or give us a call at 586-1400 for more information regarding the Everything HR Going Pro Talent Development Company contribution. Thank you. Have a great day.